in the initial trial, emailed um, just a selected number of uh, of clients with the law by offer, and there was a forty percent conversion rate between customers they alerted and us getting legal inquiries as a result. Hello and welcome, Matthew Grant here, partner at Instec London. This week, I am talking to Clive Rich, founder of Lawbite, a legal platform providing information, lawyers and partnerships to help small and medium-sized businesses or SMEs as they are commonly referred to. Now, I've known Clive for a number of years and we've been using Lawbite ourselves for its legal services for a few years as well. So we are delighted to also now have them as one of our recent corporate members. As Clive explains, insurance and law are both about managing risks and the law buyer has been successful at embedding legal support into everyday transactions, including one partnership with a leading insurer. There's lots of useful advice here about building a business and running one remotely, as well as ideas for partnerships may help you wherever you are and whatever you are doing wherever you are in the world. Clive, welcome to the Interstate London podcast. Really delighted to have you join us. Uh, now, you've got a really interesting, varied background. Uh, you qualified as a barrister for those, so for those not familiar with that term, that's a, a, a trial lawyer, mediator, and negotiator. During your 30 years of career, you've brokered and drafted deals worth in excess of £10 billion, uh, including Sony, Apple, Microsoft, and I know you know, personally you've had an involvement in the music industry, uh, and I also had uh, did some work with Simon Cowell. And then in 2012, you founded Lawbite, which is a virtual law firm. We're going to be hearing more about, and in particular, what you're doing for insurance organisations. But really glad you could join us. Welcome. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Now you've got a, you and I have got an interesting backstory. I went to a angels funding event i think about five years ago uh, really with no intention of investing certainly not in uh, in legal firms but you had such a compelling story when we had our speed dating that i actually started using Lawbite, uh, found it really good and then ended up becoming one of your earlier and rather modest investors and i've been a happy client for four years and we're now delighted to welcome you in as a supporter of instate london so thank you very much that's a great story we like stories like that uh, well i'm sure you had many more so before we just carry on it'd be great just in your words just to hear a little bit about what you're doing at Lawbite and then we can talk maybe more specifically about some of the insurance applications. So we're a law tech enterprise democratizing the law for SMEs. Uh, We do that through our marketplace which creates um, a forum in which uh, SMEs can access expert lawyers and we use our technology platform to connect the two. So through the technology platform, uh, SMEs can access our regulated law firm, which is called Law Briefs, which is bolted into the platform. They can access all the cloud-based technologies and tools that make their life easier. Their own client's lawyer app, which is the first of its kind in the country and works a bit like WhatsApp for lawyers. And the whole uh, platform is really driven by data science and machine learning in order to give SMEs 
uh, law that's fast, affordable and easy to access rather than uh, slow, expensive and complicated, which is what most of them are used to. And the way you describe it there, the technology is clearly a big part of that. With Lawbyte, I mean, what's the balance between how you think about what you do as being a, a technology company versus a service company? So our starting point is always what the clients need. And uh, the whole iteration of the platform since we started has, has been about including features that clients have said they would find useful. So we now have over 300 features on the platform and they've all been client driven. And the I think that is one thing that, you know, perhaps distinguishes us from the traditional legal services offering where lawyers are notorious for putting um, clients first. And um, that's very much what we do. So everything is starts with the client, all the technology sp- springs out from the client. As a result of the, the technology, you know, we've created an interesting platform and I think some interesting IP and that's enabling us to grow uh, a whole technology based uh, marketplace. But the, the starting proposition was what the clients want. Yeah, well, I mean, I was really intrigued to hear you've got 300 different features in there. I think I've probably only used about five of those. So if nothing else, I'm going to go away and dig around a bit more of what you've got to offer. But my experience of working with Lawbyte as we launched in Stack London and, and elsewhere has, has been using you for help with some individual contracts and review and advice. The platform has basically hooked me up with one of your lawyers you had a really sort of effective you know, from a cost point of view and time point of view discussion got some material back uh, a lot of the in- interaction has been online but also you've been able to do that by telephone so the whole process for me has worked really well but is is that the core of what you're doing today or am i am i also just only seeing a small part of what you're now offering with Lawbyte? we cover everything from start up to exit and we have over 50 lawyers in the uk who are experts in their field. So on average, the lawyers have 15 years plus experience. The intention is to be a place where any SME with a, a pressing problem anywhere in their development cycle can come to us and find an answer. And we don't just uh, provide legal advice. We, we, we try and provide a, a law by bear hug that can help them on their way. So we provide health checks free. We provide uh, content, which is free as they uh, start, succeed and grow. Yeah, that model of offering free advice sort of around the margins is quite a powerful way now of bringing customers. In fact, you, didn't you also author or contribute towards Lawbite for Dummies in that, in that series right. of books? Yeah, I've written Law for Small Business for Dummies in the uh, famous yellow and black uh, series. And uh, the way that's written is the way I, I, I feel law should be delivered. It's meant to be engaging, not boring, but you know, packed with value adds and, and useful information and, and advice. Well, I might separately find out how to get hold of the publishers and suggest an insure tech for dummies. Uh, yeah, good idea. <laughs> room for that. And, and then just going back to your, the lawyers you have, are those full-time employees or do you work with people on a, a contract basis? We engage lawyers as contractors, but we work very hard on selecting them and inducting them so that uh, from a client point of view, whichever lawyer they deal with, it should feel like a branded law by experience. Uh, it should be consistent, uh, whichever lawyer they, they happen to deal with. Through the platform, 
we're as much able to engage and reach the lawyers as we are the clients. That culturally, how do you create the sort of law bite culture across people that are you know, not all getting together? And I mean, lawyers have you know, worked very hard, but they're sort of focusing on getting the job done for a lot of the time. So what sort of techniques or what advice do you have for anybody doing or building a business where they've got remote workers to sort of keep that company spirit going? Well, for our own staff, uh, we, we have a, a, a fairly um, consistent blueprint of the, of the kind of person we're looking for. Um, so they, they've got to be uh, very customer-focused. Um, uh, you know, nothing is too much for customers within LawBite. We, we have a 98% customer approval rating on uh, FIFO, which is the gold star system used by Google. And that's reflected in the DNA of the staff. So nothing is too much trouble for customers. They've got to be able to thrive in an entrepreneurial environment, which is fast moving, um, you know, very commercially focused and where we expect them to um, innovate and take responsibility and just get things done. So we tend to recruit people in that image and that sort of becomes a, a re- self-reinforcing culture within the company um, a lot of that applies to lawyers as, uh, as well which certainly we're looking for people who are um, customer centric welcoming friendly to customers as well as being um, technical experts in their field it doesn't turn Clive to you know what motivates you to start the business because from what I understand, talking to you before, you had a pretty exciting life in the music industry. You know, there's a big shift to be made from working for others. Although I know, I know along the way, you've also started at a couple of other companies, but it's quite a big step to go and fund or found a company like Lawbite, where, as you said, you know, the technology platform is an important part of what you do. Therefore, I assume that has requires quite a bit of investment to get it off the ground, plus all the regulatory requirements. And then we're going to talk a bit about the marketing. But you know, what brought all that together to say, right, time to go and launch a business? Well, I, I sort of graduated from being a lawyer within um, big media corporates like um, Sony and Bertelsmann, as you, as you mentioned, um, through to running profit centres. So I ran digital businesses for Sony and Bertelsmann. And I, I ran the, the business side of um, Simon Cowell's. TV ventures for a while, and I, and I really enjoyed it, and I and I was good at it, um, and so I sort of got a taste for um, being a, an entrepreneur, if you like, within a within a corporate environment, and I, I I really wanted to see if I could do it outside the pastry case of the corporation, and um, do something a bit more entrepreneurial, and when I looked around, uh, I felt that there was an opportunity in this area because um, so I, I already knew what technology could do for people from my experiences in digital at, at Sony and, and Bertelsmann. And I knew about SMEs because um, lots of the digital providers in the early days were, were agile um, and innovative SMEs. And, and I'd noticed that uh, law firms had no interest in SMEs whatsoever. They were really only focused on, you know, high value recurring billing. I knew that those customers really only represent about 1% of um, companies in this country. As you know, over 99% of the 
companies in this country are, are in fact SMEs. So I felt if you could use technology to reach such a diverse and fragmented audience and deliver them law the way they actually wanted it, then you might be onto something. And, and that was uh, motivation enough to have me take myself off to um, Innovation Warehouse uh, with one person, uh, put my own money in, um, start to build the software, and, uh, and here we are now. That's a great story. What has been the biggest lesson for you, if you can kind of summarize it in maybe one, maybe not the only one, but you're making that shift from working for somebody else to going out and running a business on your, on your own, in, you know, just in terms of either a surprise or, or something that you see has been really critical to being successful in making that switch? When I first started and I was looking for advice from people who'd sort of done it all before, that it, it was often said, look, just bear in mind that everything takes twice as long as you think it's going to take and costs twice as much as you think it's going to cost. And I sort of went, yeah, 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 I, you know, that may be the case for you. Be, I'm sure it won't be for me. But of course they were right. And, and so I think um, that sort of management of your own expectations is really important. Um, it's not a reflection on your own abilities or the abilities of your team or even the quality of your product offering you know things just do take a while to happen normally longer than you think and and invariably uh, more expensively than you think so i think that's managing that expectation is quite important the other thing i think you you definitely need in sme world is resilience so it's not that you don't have that in the corporate world um because of course all sorts of um challenges could present themselves there but you are in that pastry case and the uh, proximity of other people and corporate structures protects you a little bit there's a great quote by um gandhi when he was um asked to um describe the the sort of journey of his own mission you know towards a successful outcome and he said uh first of all uh they ignore you then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. And I think that kind of degree of unshakable resilience that he showed is something that all SMEs need a bit of in order to you know, ride the ups and downs of an entrepreneurial journey. Well, I think people selling into insurance would be delighted if it only took twice as long as they had <laughs> thought it was going to. I think it probably... An order of magnitude might be more realistic, unfortunately, these days. But uh, they, so you've, maybe you had it had it lucky. But no, thanks for that. That's, that's really some really great insights. Uh, now, I just want to talk a bit more about law by it, and then we'll kind of talk about what you're doing from insurance. One of the challenges in all companies, and we see this in insurance particularly, is this issue about how to scale. Mm. And you know, small companies or startups have this challenge of being able to get noticed. I know you've worked quite closely with partners, but can you just talk a little bit about what's worked for you and maybe some of the partnerships you've got that have given you that ability to, to grow the business and get noticed? We found that having a technology platform to run the marketplace between lawyers and SMEs is, is actually very valuable when it comes to talking to big distribution partners. So these are partners who have an SME audience for whom they are looking to um, add value. Uh, with differentiated services and so having the platform enables us to integrate with their customer journey and provide uh, value-add legal services normally fixed price um, which resonate with their customers and make their own core service more sticky 
And so we've been working with quite a large number of partners already and, and more to come. And the, the, the pattern of the relationship is, is, is always about that. You know, it's us working with a partner, finding um, a legal offering that, that suits their customers, bolting it in to the customer journey and uh, benefiting the, the, the partner's core business um, as a result. And because we now have not just the technology, but also an international footprint, that, that's really quite a compelling story for partners so we as you know we work with a, a city law firm called taylor vinters which has access to lawyers in 70 countries and we have been onboarding their lawyers onto the platform in other countries um, in order to deliver law with the law by attributes and under the law by brand um, fast affordable easy to understand easy to access and so this is not, not just great for UK SMEs wanting to work internationally. Uh, it's also great for partners. So, because most of these big partners, um, you know, have an international footprint. And so if we can do what we do on a multi-territory basis, that, that's really interesting for them. So, for example, at the moment, uh, we're working with um, the payments provider Stripe. Obviously, has hundreds of thousands of SME customers. We're providing a fixed price legal offer to those customers it's particularly focused around company formation issues because that's where stripe customers sort of have a nexus with the law when they're signing up for a payment provider the locus of that work is is primarily in america so we're using um taylor vinter's lawyers onboarded in america through our law by platform to service that work because that's where the work is so, so that's a combination of um distribution partners and being able to work with them internationally we think is uh, bringing us to an inflection point of growth for the business yeah there's some very interesting parallels to insurance with this concept of embedded insurance is becoming more popular where it takes place at the point of sale or it's almost mm. invisible to the client i mean you're offering embedded legal support and in with regards to partners you've been doing some work with insurance organizations as well to offer legal support as part of the insurance package or the purchase can, can you just talk a bit about what that means in, in practice and then if you can mention any of your uh partners or clients that would be tremendous as well we work with um his cox which is a is a fantastic company and we've been providing some fixed price offers in, initially for their tech companies but with a view to widening that out to their wider company base which is as you know is huge we've selected areas where companies taking insurance on them might be interested in legal support so if you're thinking about a tech company um, that might be taking you know for example indemnity insurance um, yeah, it might be very useful for them to have a contract review um, of a particular contract that's often the the genesis of why they they go to get the insurance in the first place is a particular contract comes up with an insurance requirement. So that, so we're offering a fixed price contract review through his Cox. And it's also important that that company's IP is properly identified and uh, protected and cleared. That's important from the point of view of both the insurer and the insured. So we offer um, IP health checks as well. Um, for his cock so that's you know that's probably quite a good example of creating alignment between what the customer wants from the core product 
and how legal services offered at the right point in the journey can benefit both the the end customer themselves and and the partner and how, how does that work from a practical point of view so if i'm a technology company and i take out my legal indemnity insurance with hiscox do they then also send me an email saying hey you might want to find out what law bite have got to offer or what's the process by which you appear in front of them they, they have their own internal marketing channels and mechanics and obviously we, we just work with um you know whatever they're comfortable with um in terms of um you know making customers uh, aware of the um of the availability of the offer and we've learned that different partners have different mechanics sometimes the you know the mar- internal marketing is really visible and sometimes it's it's lighter touch but for Stripe, for example, it, it, you know, it was certainly very effective. So Stripe, in the initial trial, emailed just a selected number of, uh, of clients with the law by offer, and there was a 40% conversion rate between customers they alerted and us getting legal inquiries as a result. So if it's done the right way, um, this can be a very effective um, you know, solution for both the partner and, and obviously for us. Yeah, that's huge. 40%. So they sent out an offer and 40% of those people came back to Lawbite and then presumably some of the other percentage converted. But that's a that's right. Very impressive. But, uh, but just the just the even the inquiry rate was incredible. That was about ten times higher than they would normally expect. Yeah, no, very impressive. And then with regards to insurance generally, are you in an exclusive arrangement with Hiscox or are you also open to working with other insurance organizations? We're open to, you know, working with anyone really for whom we can add some value. You know, we, w- we wouldn't repeat exactly the same experience that we've created with Hiscox because we'd want to create something unique for that customer. But, you know, we're, cert- we're looking across verticals, insurance, banking, credit card companies, um, hardware companies, software companies. You know, there's, there's lots of different uh, partners with whom this kind of arrangement could work. And just more generally, Clive, just as we've seen what's been happening over the last few months as we've been affected by COVID and gone into, into lockdown, from a legal perspective, what, what, are, you, what are you seeing that's just changing and, you know, may, and may change fundamentally going forward? In terms of what customers want, it, it's been interesting, really. And probably at the height of COVID, around 20% of inquiries were about COVID-related matters. But what that still means is that 80% of inquiries were about BAU stuff that SMEs were doing anyway. And I do think SMEs, as we touched on earlier, are a very resilient bunch. And and as far as possible, they've tried to get on with their business. And it's interesting to note that company formations, companies' house are are running well ahead of the uh, numbers for this time last year. In July and August, it was 50, 50% ahead of um, the uh, normal company formation stats for July and August last year. And I think that's very interesting. And I think that indicates, you know, pro- probably a new surge of SME activity, you know, in spite of the, the, the damage and difficulties that we see all around us. Yes. Uh, I mean, I think we're seeing a whole new shift of working patterns to people, you know, working sort of micro SMEs, individual mm. contractors, and in some cases actually finding that's a much more effective and efficient way for them to operate you know, and almost you know, being forced into being entrepreneurs. But I think what you're offering, what you are offering is the ability to be able to do that. 
um, more cheaply and quickly. And it certainly was really helpful to us. And, and just one other point, you just mentioned BAU, uh, which of course is business as, as usual. And so, Clive, we're going to change to one more topic uh, and then we'll let you get back to work. There's a one area that to me is a little bit of a bugbear and you and I have talked a bit about this in the past and that is the concept of digital contracts or the lack of digital contracts. I mean, there's still a remarkable number of people that are sending PDFs around and saying, you know, please print this off and sign it and send it back. <clears throat> it looks like to me, but I would just like you to confirm this. Uh, it's a, a bit of uh, tapping into my law bite um, allowance. But I, I understand you can take one of those PDFs and you can actually convert it into a electronic, well, it's already electronic, but convert it and use it in one of the online digital signing tools and then send it back. And that's a yeah. validated contract. Is, is, it was the first question is, is that correct? And then secondly, why on earth or what needs to change so people stop sending this around um, in this way and don't just all go to using you know, those digital signing platforms directly? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's obviously nothing wrong with um, signing contracts digitally in, in you know, m- most jurisdictions that's, that's become normal now and um, a lot more convenient for the parties, I mean, you still need to ensure that the basics of contract formation are there, you know, offer acceptance, um, you know, meaningful chance to review the terms, you know, proper consent. So you have to be a bit careful in the way that you present contracts with digital signature, you know, especially if you're just sort of click wrapping them. But essentially, I think it's just a question of people sort of overcoming their reservations and, and until there's just a critical mass and uh, it, it just becomes normal and the exception to do it the old way and that applies to um, banking online dating online ordering delivery online it applies to law online it's certainly been our experience in terms of um you know, customers feeling comfortable with uh, dealing with their legal needs also part, yeah also part of it is the platform I mean, i'm thinking about it in mean, docusign you know there are other organizations mm-hmm. out there using it but uh, so DocuSign seems to be becoming more and more widespread and at some point people realize well I can if I use DocuSign as my signing tool but I also it's a platform whereby all the contracts also go so I can go and retrieve them more easily yeah and that's that's the real tipping point I think you know, as you said I mean we see it with Zoom we're recording this over Zoom you know the Zoom and Google Meets and Microsoft Teams they're all really very easy to get onto now there's a tipping point, but there's also, it's just become so easy, you don't even think about it. From an insurance point of view, yeah, that's one of the challenges, of, as you, you're sure you know from your personal experience, everyone does who ever takes out an insurance contract, is actually what, I'm, what am I covered for? And yes. one of our mm-hmm. other corporate members, Azure, who do high net worth underwriting, I mean, they are rolling out a tool for their brokers, not directly to their clients, but where... Mm-hmm. If you've got a question about you know, what is covered in the contract, you put it in there and it, and it basically looks at the contract and comes back and says, this is what you're covered for or this is what the indemnity is. And, you know, insurance itself has got a long way to go in sort of unpicking some of what's in the contracts and the way that people you know, not just understand it when they're taking out the cover, but actually can query it uh, and, and really see what they've got or you know, what they haven't got. So I don't know if that's in your, in your future vision, but there's definitely opportunities out there for helping insurers and brokers you know, provide better analytics. Our mission has been very much about providing transparency and demystifying the law for people so that they're less daunted by it and are more willing to engage in it and see the value in it for them. 
and you know it may well be that <clears throat> insurance is on a you know a similar path and the more it can embrace that the better off it will be definitely and and as i said definitely <laughs> looking for any help they can get so you may get some calls after this mm. uh well finally Claire, a couple of things first of all yeah as i said delighted to have you a member of instead london but it would be helpful just to hear from you directly you know, what motiv- motivated you to, to to join us we think insurance is a very interesting area and uh, you know you've got a fantastic um, network as part of our insure tech and we were keen to be part of that and and to learn from other companies um you know how they're dealing with um some of the challenges of the current economic environment and uh, technology development just as we're grappling with them yes it is a wonderful community i mean there's a lot of collaboration i mean real collaboration amongst people i mean both at early stage and actually even more established companies the people within those organizations who are embracing change and looking for partners clive we covered a lot but anything else that you want to mention that we haven't touched on it might just be worth talking a little bit about how we work so people get a sense of the way we engage with customers because if we were going to work with um, partners through you they would they would need to understand and be comfortable with that so we we operate obviously the digital environment we do a lot of ppc and seo uh, advertising we create a lot of content to engage people and and we work with partners and and all of that activity is intended to drive um, traffic to our sites and and when they're there they can either fill in a simple inquiry form or talk to us through web chat live web chat or or indeed call us call the customer care department and all of that exercise is is really directed at getting them in front of a lawyer as soon as we can we convert some 60 percent of our inquiries into quotes and 70 percent of our quotes into orders which are really high metrics and about 70 percent of the um business every month is from repeat customers so it's all very sticky and we use that to drive subscriptions which i think is another um thing that may emerge from the covid post-covid economy it's really geared to the subscriber economy where you you you, you pay a certain amount um each month for the service you use as much or as little of it as you want um but it's always there for you and always um in your corner you know, watching your back and protecting you and helping you grow. We've created a product called Law by First, which provides you with all the law you could want in your first year of business for £99 a month, which um, we think is a, is, a, is a fantastic offering. But we think is, is, you know, adds value, really adds value for SMEs and helps protect them during that difficult first year when they, they're sort of at their most vulnerable and they know the least. So we reckon if we can get them through that first year, then they'll be able to make a positive contribution um, for themselves and, and the economy. And obviously we, we then hope they'll, they'll stay with us, you know, for the duration of their, their own business adventure. It's a great model. In a sense, that £99 a month is a bit like an insurance policy Mm. it does give a peace of mind that if something doesn't need more time then you you'll dedicate that to it and and one other one clive I, i'm normally quite good on my acronyms so seo i know is search engine optimization but ppc yeah. i'm not quite sure yeah. that one is. yes sorry pay-per-click so that's um paid advertising on on google so actually we do a lot more seo than ppc because seo is obviously it, it, it effectively 
free. We've got a, a lot of experience now of um of how that works. Google always um, tries to stay one or ten steps ahead of you, so you can't gain the system. But um, you know, we, we we've got good at SEO, and um, for our size, we rank very highly um, on Google for a lot of keywords. Great. Well, it's all part of the analytics. And then just also earlier on, I mean, it's it's really helpful. You've got all those sort of key stats in terms of conversion and clients and things mm. it really it really brings it to life well Clive that's been fascinating for me I mean I knew a bit about you but I've learned a whole lot more just now and I definitely you know would would thoroughly recommend you uh, at all different levels actually from just the most basic of, of taking you or using you for one-off work uh, and then the, the, the sort of partnership one as well and you really look forward to doing more with you going ahead in the next 12 months. We've got such a wonderful, diverse community that are pushing the boundaries. I think there's so many ways actually that we can, we can work together through partnerships to the big insurance companies all the way through to, you know, some innovative use of technology and integration with some of our own clients. And there's a whole theme we won't get into now, but around parametric insurance and smart contracts that mm. you know, in theory don't require any kind of human intervention at all, but obviously need to be very carefully thought through yeah. and all the sort of edge cases considered so they don't fail when something unexpected happens that uh, we should also come back and take a look at at some point. Yeah, I'd love to I look forward to all of that. That's um, definitely part of the, the, the value that your excellent organization brings. Clive, thank you very much. We'll uh, hopefully see each other face to face at some point, but until then <laughs> stay safe and we'll keep in contact. Take care. All the best. If you've only recently discovered Instec or wondering what we've been up to over the last few months, well, we continue to be very active building out the community of people interested in driving innovation in insurance and technology. And whilst opportunities for face-to-face contact may be more limited right now, our network is as vibrant as ever. So if you're interested in learning more about how we can help you share your message with the world or find your business partners or your clients, you can contact me, matthew at instec.london. I'll, of course, find out everything else we're up to on the website, www.instec.london.